Brandon, Life of an Average Joe podcast here. Thanks for tuning in. Got a cool, fun, I think very fun, maybe just because I was there, short story from an average Joe to to dive into here on this episode. But I wanted to first and foremost say thank you again for the support. I've gotten a ton of emails and I think it's time. I think it's time I do some emails. Uh, It's been a long time since I've on air quotation marks, so to speak, responded to these emails. So I think in the uh, next month, I will dive in and do an email episode. It's always fun to hear from you guys. So if you want to email me, you can go ahead and email me at the life of an average Joe podcast at gmail.com. You can always leave message on most of this. Most of the podcasting platforms have messages, you know, anchor does, um, Spotify. You can also, of course, always leave a review. I love those good or bad. And you can go ahead and drop a message on the on the website. Apparently, I can't talk tonight. In the life of an average Joe podcast dot com. I've got the website there. It's got the merch corner. It's got the email sign up. Everything. All the episodes. All the trash talk episodes. Shout out to my sponsors down there in Austin, Oasis Texas Brewing, and of course my new sponsor, which is by far super appropriate for this episode, and that is Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare. Protect your skin. Don't forget to do that. I've got a nice little uh, discount code for you on that website too, but but most importantly, you can reach out to me on there, catch up on all the episodes you might have missed, check out Trash Talk. Anything that I do is on that website, so go ahead and check out thelifeofanaveragejoe.com. I'm going to dive into the short story right off the bat. Okay, and I'm going to talk about the time that I met Kat Von D. Now, I know you guys, most of you, I'm going to say that at least, at least 80% of my listeners know Kat Von D. I'm, I, and if you know me, then you definitely know Kat Von D. If you don't, I'll give you a brief, because it is a short story. I'm on a time frame today. I'll give you a brief little synopsis of who she is, so to speak. So Kat Von D is a tattoo artist, essentially. She's much more than that, but she's a tattoo artist. She started off on the TLC reality show, LA Inc., okay? And she was a well-known, still is a well-known female tattoo artist. The thing about her is, so she's probably 38, 39 years old now. But when she started, she was born in Mexico, um, moved to California, and she really started to get into the tattoo artist, her tattoo world. She actually was in two seasons of Miami Inc., which, you know, taped in Miami. And then she was offered a place on the show permanently right after one of the guys broke his elbows, okay? And 
she had a pretty big falling out with the shop. And she, after that, got her own series, LA Inc. Now, she is a real tattoo artist. This isn't like some, you know, pretty looking hot thing that just is going to tattoo. She is a tattoo artist. She does amazing work. So she started doing LA Inc. Now, LA Inc. ran for about four seasons, and I watched every single one of them. And it was finally canceled on August 18, 2011. But she, it canceled because she chose not to do the show anymore. That's, that was the, the, the big deal. So during that show, though, you got to really know Kat Von D. You got to see her, her artwork and learn uh, about everybody in the shop and what she did for that shop and, and how she, as a woman, really kind of got into a male-dominated field. It's not to say there aren't amazing tattoo artists out there that are women. I know several. But at the time, it was very much a male-dominated field. I mean, when she was hitting these art festivals and she was hitting these tattoo festivals back in early 2000s, that was a male-oriented field. I can't say that enough. I can't specify that enough. But Kat Von D was more than that. She was really an artist. She was... Everything she did was connected to art. Everything she loved was connected to art, from her writing, her poetry, her her eclectic art collection at the shop, at her home, um, music, the people she hung out with, and of course tattooing is an art form, an amazing art form. And so I followed her, so to speak, not in a weird, creepy, silence of the lamb sort of way, but followed her as far as I was a fan. She look, she's a tattoo girl. She's all tatted up. She likes rock. She had dark hair. Of course, she's had tons of dark hair. But she, you know, dark hair, blonde hair, red hair, purple. But she was just, she's beautiful. And why wouldn't I want to follow her? Um, but I just loved what she did. I was, I, I liked her vibe. And then she came out with a couple books. And her first book, which hit the New York Times bestseller, uh, I was relieved in, it, I think it was released in 2009. And it's called High Voltage Tattoo. And it was a really cool book because at the time she was dating uh, Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And it, it compiled like all her drawings and artworks um, that she liked, like some of her favorite pieces and tattoos. And with the people that got the tattoos, it's not, it's not an autobiography. It's not about really much her life. It's very much picture driven, showing the outlines of when she started her career some of the early works of of her designing these tattoos, so to speak, and then the people that got them. So it really, it was her perspective as an artist. So yes, you're reading these stories, and there's some people in there from professional athletes. Obviously, Nikki Six from Motley Crue, lead singer of Anthrax is in there as well. But there's other people that were important in her life. And then, of course, there's the average Joes that got these amazing pieces and these amazing stories to go with the pieces, which I thought was really cool because that's kind of what LA, LA Inc. was. It was fun to watch. You got to see some really cool stuff. You got to see people getting some really amazing artwork done. But it was the stories behind the tattoos to me that made them important. It was the really cool, exciting moments behind these tattoos that made the show important, and that was now in the pages of this book, 
the very first book that she wrote, which I thought was really awesome, The High Voltage Tattoo. So I bought it, read it, and loved it. Now, her second book came out. It was called The Tattoo Chronicles. And that, again, was following a year in her life. And that was released in 2010. And it it was a hardcover. It was a little bit different format, more writing, more of her insight into who she is. Again, not an autobiography, but really focusing on the artwork. But it was what happened in that year, the transition of her, how she's changed, everything. The, I can't tell you. I just looked at this uh, a couple of days ago before I decided to do the show. And... The artwork alone in there. Forget seeing the beautiful color pictures of these tattoos. And whoever did the photography for these, amazing. Because um, it really, you're already looking at an amazing piece. You're already looking at, say, a back piece or a shoulder piece. But then you see it in the book and it's just unbelievable. Um, but you actually get more of the story behind it. But just even her drawings, her quick pencil drawings and her shadings of these tattoos, amazing to me. And I'm very fascinated with that because I can't draw for crap. Okay, I can't. You know, guy, the guy I had on here, Nick, you know, a buddy of mine, he's amazing. And, and when I watch people that draw and paint and do different styles, I'm blown away by it because I've got nothing. Like, I, I mean, I, Luke can definitely probably draw better than me. He drew a whale the other day. And I was like, yeah, that looks like a whale. That's fair. I'm trying to draw stuff, and he's looking at me like, Dad, what is that? I'm like, oh, can't you tell? It's clearly a stormtrooper shooting a Jedi. Obviously. But I digress. But watching, so when I see somebody like Kat Von D do what they do, I'm, I'm just really amazed by it. During that time, though, she also came out with her own um, makeup with Sephora. So she launched a makeup line. Some of it was to cover up tattoos. Uh, you know, you have to go to a job or whatever, or maybe you just feel like doing it. I remember she did an ad for it where she completely covered up all of her tattoos. Now, if you haven't seen her, she's tattooed top, top to bottom, face down all the way, you know, places I don't even know about. She's tattooed. But she actually covered them all up, and you got to see her pure skin again. Beautiful. Um but so shocking. But she did that for Sephora and she had her clothing line or she had her um, makeup line. And then she came out with a clothing line and then she started to come up with different foundations, blah, 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 blah. She had some rough patches with different relationships, but I don't care about that. So when I moved to Dallas, I moved to Texas, I didn't really know the area. I mean, again, I didn't know anything about Texas. I knew where it was. I could... I knew what it, you know, looked like on a map. I know sports. I know JFK. And I know that everybody has oil down here. That was it. I mean, I'm from Michigan. I'm from Detroit. You know, everybody has oil in Texas. I I didn't even think of Texas. So I didn't know much when I was here. And I certainly had never been to it before, ever in my life. Not even like flown through it. Nothing. So I would go explore. I would go, you know, take a day and find a city. You know, I went to Denton. And to some of you, these these names will ring a bell. Others, they won't. I'm just telling you about my life. You know, go to Plano, McKinney, Frisco at the time, which really wasn't much. But I went to Dallas, 
couple times in the beginning. And one of the times I went to Dallas on an end, just by myself, solo, backpack, headphones, iPhone, and just get lost in the city and stop wherever. Go from Deep Ellum to downtown Dallas to SMU to, I mean, like just everywhere on my own, trying to get a feel for the city and find cool stuff. Kat Von D was going to be there because she had just released her second book, The Tattoo Chronicles. She was going to be at the Barnes and Noble in Uptown. And again, to some of you, that means nothing. But I was like, well, wait a minute. I've got to plan my adventure on the day that Kat Von D is going to be there. That's, that's the only logical thing that makes sense. So that's what I did. I went, got on the DART. The DART is the public transit. Drove it around Dallas. Got dropped off right by the Barnes & Noble, not too far, like several blocks away. Went to the Barnes & Noble. Bought the book there. Because it just came out. And waited in line to see Kat Von D. And when I say line, I'm not talking like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people. I'm talking, I was probably number 30 in line, and there was probably 350, 400, maybe more behind me. So big, and this Barnes & Noble was, was two, two stores, so, you know, like two floors. But the line was so big that they had to put people outside. Luckily, it was warm weather. But they had to put people outside and wrap it around the building. I just want to say this, Barnes & Noble is no longer there. It disappeared shortly after I went. Um, but being number 30 in line, not bad. I got to see her, and she showed up, and she's a tall, tall woman. And she brought her entourage. I recognized some of the people from the show, uh, one of them being a guy named that uh, she called Rooftop, which was basically her buddy. He didn't work at the tattoo place. He didn't work there. He did not work for High Voltage. He did not work for Kat Von D. I, I mean, he did, but not as an artist. He did other stuff. He was just that friend that was around all the time that eventually you just had to hire him and, and put him on your payroll. And there was a couple other artists um, from the shop and Bam Mangera, Mangera from uh, Jackass. Um, he was there too. So it was really cool because they came in and again, you're seeing this, this woman that you think is super pretty and you're seeing her in person, you know, and you're not disappointed by any means. Let me tell you. So I finally get up there and it, you know, she's got to sign the book fast and whatever. She took a look at a couple of my tattoos, signed the book. And then she's like, dude, I love your glasses. And I know some of you are going to listen to this and be like, what? Because you hated my old sunglasses, but I don't care. Because I, I used to wear these chick sunglasses, big old Gucci guess chick sunglasses. That's probably another podcast I could get into. But And I had them on. I was like, oh, yeah, they're, thanks. She's like, no, I seriously like those. And I was like, well, when I come out to LA, I'll bring them. She's like, absolutely. You know, like she's going to remember anything about me. And she signed my book. We took some pictures. She went to, she accidentally knocked over, because I had my little backpack on, she accidentally knocked something that was kind of open out of my backpack. It wasn't, it wasn't like my phone case, it was something. And so she went to get it, 
and put it back in my backpack, but she wasn't really paying attention. And she grabbed my butt. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh my God. And her face, like her cheeks got super red. I'm like, nah, it's, it's cool. I mean, if you just wanted to grab my butt, you could, you could go ahead and just do that. I mean, that's, you know, we're in Barnes and Noble and you're like seven feet tall and I'm a Smurf, but you know, we can, we can make this happen. Um, and then of course I'm getting rushed along and she's like, Hey, don't forget those glasses when you come to LA. Well, as I'm walking, I see bam and I'm like, what's up, dude. And I see rooftop and I wish I could remember the other guy's name and I'm start talking to them. And he's like, dude, cat just grabbed your butt. And I'm like, yeah, they just grabbed my butt. She did. And he's like, bro, you're going to take that. She's got a lot of money. You could sue her. And I'm kicking it with these guys. Like I'm just talking to them and told them where I came from. And then rooftop starts telling me a story about Michigan. Then bam tells me how he did a stunt in Detroit uh, on the Detroit river and I'm hanging out for probably 15, 20, 30 minutes. Well, Barnes & Noble, you know, if you don't know, they used to have their own little coffee area. It wasn't like a Starbucks or anything. It was their own specialty. It was really good. I remember that. And I you know, was like, thanks, guys. And they signed my, they signed my book, too. Rooftop signed the book, too, which I thought was awesome. And I took a picture, and then I bounced. Went to get coffee. Well, I turn around. And rooftop's there. He's like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, hey, man, I came down to get your sunglasses. I'm like, shut up. And he's like, no, I'm taking them. Cat wants them. And I'm sitting there like, whatever, dude. And he's a ball buster. Okay, he's a ball buster. And I turn around and Bam's there. And he's like, not for real. We're all here. And I'm like, are you guys like trapping me here by my coffee to get my sunglasses, my chick sunglasses that Cat Von D can probably buy like a thousand pairs of and and I can hardly afford this, you know? And he's like, dude, we want them. How much do you want for them? And I'm like, I'm not going to sell them, dude. I'm not selling my sunglasses. And he's like, come on, dude, it's cat. I'm like, well, tell her to come down here. And Bam's like, bro, do you see the line? And uh, he's like, come on, I'll buy you a coffee. And I'm like, I already got my coffee. He's like, I'll buy you a copy of Cat's book. I'm like, you're an idiot. You just signed it. Like, but they're hilarious. Like, I'm just having a good time with them. And they're just normal people. So finally, I was like, look, do you, are you really, does she really want my sunglasses? And he's like, yeah. So I take my glasses off. They're on top of my head. I take them off. I'm like, all right, just go give them to her. And he's like, no, nah, man, you can do it. I'm like, no, 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 dude. I ain't going back upstairs. You can give it to her. And he's like, are you for real? And Bam's like, you're seriously going to give those? I'm like, dude, yeah, you guys are busting my balls. Of course I'm going to give them. And I gave him to Rooftop. So Rooftop puts him on and he's like, we got to take a, cele- a celebratory pick that we just conned you out of your own glasses. So I take a picture without the glasses. He runs up the stairs, runs up the stairs, gives him the cat. And he's like, dude, you're awesome. And we high five, hug, whatever. And they disappear rooftop comes running back down he's like hey bro hey bro look up look up i look up cat's got the glasses on she's like thank you oh my god and then she goes back to signing books and i'm like cat von d's got my glasses so i leave go finish my little hangout trip in dallas i got my autograph book i'm going to get something to eat I went to a little little dive bar. It's not really a dive bar. It was in Uptown, but it was one of the less 
DB bars. I'll let you figure that out. Get a burger, sit on the patio, and I'm just reading your book. Hanging out. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to set an appointment. And obviously, if I try to set an appointment for Kat Von D out in L.A., months and years behind. But I'm just going to set an appointment, and basically you can just go ahead and pick any artist that has availability and tell them what you want. And when they when whenever they pick your name, you have X amount of time to get out there. So because they were so popular because of the show and because of Cat and because they were just amazing artists, you'd go online and like plug in your name to all these different artists. And I think I did like five artists. Some of them had had it coming up. And they would say, look, you've got an email. You've got to respond in 48 hours. Then you've got to answer the phone call from them. And then you've got to set the date. And if you don't show up at like on that date, you're not going to get back there again. And I, at the time, I was like, dude, I'm in Dallas. I'm in Texas. I barely know anybody. I'm getting, like, you know, figuring out life down here. I'll fly to L.A. for two days if I have to. One day to get there, get my tattoo, turn around and bump back. And that was the plan. I never, ever got a confirmation email from Kat Von D. But one of the other artists, I got an email and it said I was number 40. So there's somebody would be reaching out to me to get, you know, to, to start talking about the tattoo because I was 40 on the list. They said, if you were in the first, like in that hundred range, like if the artist looked at his list and says, I got a hundred people plus all the, you know, the people that are coming in and that he schedules in LA, they'll call you. And I was number 40. I never got the phone call. I don't know what happened and I haven't changed my number. But I would at every intention of flying out there just to get the tattoo. I didn't even know what I was going to get. I had like seven ideas. And then there was part of me that was like, I'm just going to let them pick. Because they gave you this criteria of, okay, if you had a specific idea, but if you could just tell them a little bit about you, they could also pick. So I did that too. And I thought, man, just to go out there and get a tattoo, why not? But it was the coolest thing to, to meet her because... It, she was just very soft-spoken and very sweet. And I know that there's been some bad press lately from her, and she's, you know, whatever. But she was a young woman diving into a very intense industry. And her fame skyrocketed to the top. And I got to tell you, it was just a pleasant thing to meet her. Now, yes, yeah, she took my glasses. And who knows, she probably got to L.A. and forgot them, and they disappeared. And, you know, whatever. It was just something she felt like doing. Um, but I know currently, and this was the, one of the things I thought was crazy. In October 2021, she she closed high voltage. She closed the shop. And she took her and her husband. And they moved to Indiana. Indiana. You're going from L.A. to Indiana. I I can't even fathom that. I don't even know why you would want to do that. I, I don't even want to go to Indiana now. Like drive through Indiana, let alone move there. But she lives out in Indiana. Maybe because she's a vegan. 
Um, you know, because there's so many vegans in Indiana. I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know why I said that, but maybe because her lifestyle has completely changed. I know she's done a lot of different things now. Um, I mean, she's, she's been sober forever. Um, but I think her idea, actually, I think she got sober in 2007. She stopped drinking, um, because she was having a hard time. I knew she was having a hard time. And I say that because it was very, very obvious on the show. She talks about the physical pain that she had from the withdrawals. She talked about that she just needed to drink to to not feel alone anymore. But now she's a mom. She's married. Um, Yeah, she's got a son, so he's got to be like three years old now. I feel like she's finally changed to that point to where... I don't think she needs to do tattoos anymore. She's written three books. I don't have the third one. I'd like to get that, though. She started doing music, too. She put a band together, which I'm not surprised because she could always play the guitar. Um, and she released her first single. I haven't heard it yet, actually. I think her her first single was called Exorcism, and I think that was released in 2021, sometime May. And her it was off the album Love Made Me Do It. So... It seems like she's she's come a long way. Like, I've pretty much followed her career almost from the beginning to, you know, up until she decided to leave and go to Indiana. But what is amazing about her was her her unique ability to effort, like just with zero zero effort, just draw and tattoo these amazing large scale pieces. And I'm not saying that tattoo artists can't do that, but there was something about what she did. Like, if you saw a piece of work from her compared to somebody else, you knew it was her. And she took my glasses. And Rooftop convinced me of that. But yeah, I've got all their books. I've got those books. I've got the autographs. It was just a great experience. And then shortly after that, of course, the Barnes & Noble closed. And, uh, you know, I... Doubt I'll ever meet Kavon D again. And I never made it to L.A., but I was close. I was close. So, well, look, I made it 25 minutes. I've kept it under a half hour. And this is a short story from The Average Joe. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, my podcasts are usually not 30 minutes long or less. But once a month, I like to do these little random short stories. Things I feel like are really fun to talk about, but, you know doesn't take up too much time and I just want to get him out there because again meeting Kat Von D was a a really cool experience for me I'll post pictures of course on Instagram and the life of an average Joe podcast of uh, rooftop and uh, the guys taking my glasses and um, some more Kat Von D pics so if you guys want to check it out on Instagram look up the life of average Joe podcast on Instagram also life of an average Joe at gmail.com if you want to email me and lifeofanaveragejoe.com don't forget that the website it's got a nice little blog on there too i kind of kind of try to do a short little blog with the episodes kind of go a little bit deeper or maybe talk about some things i didn't talk about in the episode just a cool a lot of fun stuff on there to waste some time and i know that's all you guys are doing anyway don't act like you're working but and for my tattoo people out there don't forget don't forget i cannot stress this enough you got to take care of your tattoos. You guys spent a ton of money on them. I know how much tattoos cost. I'm looking to get another one, okay? 
um, I know how much they cost and you want to take care of it. And there's a ton of product out there, but Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare, some really awesome stuff. It doesn't just heal the tattoos after you get them for new ones. We're talking about some of those old tattoos. Maybe your first tattoos a little faded because I don't care how good they are. They fade in time. They fade in time. It just happens. But this product will heal. It'll hydrate. It protects them and it brightens them. On top of that, it's great for your skin. It improves the colors of the tattoos, the definition, but it also helps your skin. The skin underneath needs to get those nutrients. The, the healthier your skin is, the better the tattoos are going to look. And they've got a ton of product on there from travel balm to tattoo cleanser, all kinds of stuff. So go check them out at protectyourink.com or you can go to the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com. Click on the link there and you've got your own 20 to 25% off all product. And if you already got this stuff, then you're doing good. You're ahead of the game. I've got some before and, act and after pictures too. I'm not just saying this because they're my sponsor. This stuff is great. It's all natural ingredients and it's never been tested on animals either. This is quality product and they got some sweet merch. You can get a discount just by going to that website. You hear me? You can go to protectyourink.com or thelifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. You got it? That's Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare. Don't forget, you hear me? All right. Thanks, guys. Tune in. Oh, yeah. Tune in. Not this week. Is it Sunday? What's today? Yeah, Sunday. Tune in Sunday. If you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, if this is a Wednesday and you're checking out the, the fresh new podcast just as it drops, Super Bowl Sunday, this dude and that dude are back for a very special podcast, very special edition of the Life of an Average Joe podcast. This dude and that dude, me and David Hari. Hari. Why do I always say Hari? He's got to change his name to Hari. This dude and that dude, myself, David Harvey. Formerly, we used to be on stereo, but now we're over here on all the other platforms. We're coming in hard. I'm, I'm serious. Forget the Super Bowl. You're going to want to listen to that show. This dude and that dude. It's a new segment. So excited to have him on each and every month as we dive into life and God knows what else is going on in the world. Super Bowl Sunday, or as I like to call it, Eminem and some other stuff that's going on. This dude and that dude. Thanks again for listening, guys. Talk to you later.